chapter 7. The Pharisees and some teachers of the law who had come down from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus. And they saw that some of his disciples were eating food with hands that were defiled, unclean. That is, unwashed. Now the Pharisees, you got to understand, and all the Jews don't eat unless they first give their hands a ceremonial washing according to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they don't eat unless they first baptize them. And they follow all kinds of other traditions as well, like baptizing cups and pitchers and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law Ask Jesus, why is it that your disciples don't follow the traditions of the elders by eating food with unclean hands? Listen to what Jesus said to them. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are nothing more than rules taught by men. You have set aside and let go of the commands of God to follow the traditions of men. And he went on, you have a fine way, he said, of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and mother. And anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say, Anyone who says to his father or mother, whatever help you might have otherwise received from me is korban, meaning a gift devoted to the Lord, and therefore you don't allow them to do anything else for their father or mother. You thus nullify the word of God and replace it with the traditions that you have handed down instead, and you do all kinds of things like that. Again, Jesus gathered the crowd to him. And he said, listen to me, everyone. Understand this. Nothing that comes from outside of a man makes him unclean by going into him. No, it's what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. And then Jesus left that place. And he entered a house. And his disciples came to him and asked him about this parable. Listen to what Jesus said. Are you that stupid? Are you so dull? 
Can't you see that nothing outside of a man makes him unclean by entering him? Because it doesn't go into his heart, but it goes into his stomach, then out his backside. And by saying this, Jesus declared all food clean. No, it's what comes from inside a man that makes him unclean. For from within, from men's hearts, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, greed, murder, adultery, things like envy and slander, malice and lewdness and deceit, and arrogance and folly. No, these evil things come from inside a man and make him unclean. Then Jesus left there and he went to the vicinity of Tyre and he entered a house. But he didn't want anyone to know he was there. He wanted to keep it a secret. But he wasn't able to. In fact... There was a woman, and when she heard Jesus was there, this woman who had a little daughter who was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at Jesus' feet. Now, this woman was a Greek, you got to understand. She was born in Syria, Phoenicia, and she begged Jesus to drive the demon from her daughter. Listen to what he said. First, let the children eat all that they want. He went on, because it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to their dogs. She answered and said to him, Lord, Even the dogs under the table eat the scraps of the children. For such a reply, you can go. The demon has left her. And so the woman went. She went home. And she found her little girl lying on the bed. And the demon was gone. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and he went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. And some people brought to him a man who was deaf and who could hardly speak. And they begged Jesus to place his hand on the man. So pulling him aside, away from the crowd, Check this out. Jesus takes his fingers and he puts them into the man's ears. And then he spits. And he grabs the man's tongue. And he looks up to heaven and with a deep sigh 
he says to the man, Ephatha, which means be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. And Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone about this, but the more he commanded them, the more they kept talking about it. And everyone was overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is chapter 7 of the beginning of the royal proclamation of Jesus the King, the divine and rightful heir to the throne. This is the beginning of the invasion of the kingdom of God. Because make no mistake, the story that Mark is trying to tell you in the gospel in the Bible is far more than just a biography of Jesus. What he looked like, what he liked to wear, who his girlfriend was and the kind of restaurant he liked to go to. No, his, his story is so much more pointed than that. What Mark is trying to tell you is the story of God's invasion into this world. Pray like this, Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we know this full well. The kingdom ain't quite here, is it? His will ain't quite done is it? The nature of things in heaven is not what we experience and see and make no mistake. The Bible paints a picture of this world as a place under the tyranny of an enemy kingdom. And the story of Mark is of the invasion with Jesus leading the way as the rightful heir, the rightful king, to that which God is seeking to establish, to bring his goodness, his wholeness, his mercy and shalom, his power and glory, his forgiveness and grace, his presence from heaven to this place that suffers and struggles and rides under the oppression of enemy puppet kings. The story of Mark records the battle scenes, a play-by-play of Jesus advancing, advancing against the hypocrisy of the religious, an advancement against the religiosity that so easily replaces true devotion and spirituality bringing people back to a primal place and challenging their traditions and ways when they become counter and counterproductive to the way of God. It is the advance of his kingdom step by step. It's the announcement of a new way of thinking, of reawakening to what God has embedded in from the beginning, teaching and guiding and prophetically calling us to see the way that God sees Because so often what God sees is different than what we see. And what we see is nothing more than an illusion or mirage of reality. It's the advancement of a kingdom against the forces of hell. Casting out demons 
And yet, ironically, being swayed to the hearts and calls of people. It is the advancement of a kingdom against the decay, the corruption, the suffering of our bodies, where the deaf hear and the mute speak. Instances, examples, battles, if you will, of the story that Mark is trying to tell of God's kingdom coming to this place. And it's just the beginning. The beginning of the royal proclamation of the kingdom Jesus brings. And the call of Mark is to respond. To see this kingdom, this Jesus in the kingdom he brings and to throw yourself on it. Because it's coming, make no mistake. It's upon you, Jesus says. Turn. Turn to God. Turn to me. Repent and be a part of the kingdom. It's the invitation of Jesus to each of us. Whether natural born in the kingdom or a Greek from Syrophoenicia, the invitation to a kingdom no matter who you are, what your past, what your struggle, or when you came here today, what you bring. An invitation to the God who wants you in his presence and who wants to be in yours. And for 2,000 years, people have been responding to the call of this kingdom with faith and hope and defiance against the kingdoms of this world. The suffering and corruption that hell brings. Choosing instead the life, the life and hope that Jesus brings. This is the gospel according to Mark. Nothing short of an invitation to the side of heaven and a war that rages among us.